the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about today. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Hopefully you had a nice weekend. Following the long weekend with Good Friday off and Easter, the stock market has decided to be a little bit of... He has risen on the upside. Now, again, there's a lot of currency issues going on. Um, a lot going on on Wall Street. Uh, um, S&P 500 up 9, the Dow's up 90, the NASDAQ up 25. Out of the gate. Where it goes, nobody knows. Depends on maybe if Sean Spicer has a pressure report. Depends on if we hear anything out of North Korea. Depends on if anyone pre-announces earnings. Um if there's any mergers or acquisitions, oil is in around $53 a barrel, gold around 1286 an ounce, um, and 10-year treasury sits at 2.22. So good time to consider refinancing because rates have come down to the lowest points they've been this year. Let's hold a broker advisor before taking action on anything I ever mention on the show because I don't know you. Um, but I'd contact Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com because rates have fallen. Um, there's a lot of attention being paid to the market's performance given that it failed to respond favorably Thursday when markets were last open to otherwise reassuring news from J.P. Morgan Chase and Citigroup. As we were starting to get into earnings season, there's a lot of political apprehension playing the uh, role of the spoiler here. Boo! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Will Donald Trump's administration be able to get anything passed through? That's what a lot of people are starting to wonder. Um, but again, we went from absolutely in November, December, January, February to, hmm... Don't forget you could still file an extension on your taxes. North Korea is still very much the political hotspot. Um, a lot of rumblings going on. North Korea and the you know reticent, um, uh, the ability for their government to stay on a diplomatic flare-up. 
Um, given the talk that North Korea possibly was conducting a six nuclear test, the nuclear test didn't happen over the weekend, but North Korea did try to conduct a missile test of some kind, which failed shortly after launch. We've always had kind of a wait and wait attitude with North Korea, and the new president seems to have a, well, that's going to end well, so we better do something soon. That's what it looks like. The upcoming French presidential election, the first round of voting is this Sunday. And people are going to take, pay attention to it. It's kind of akin to some tremors being felt around a major fault line. How does the EU stay together if France goes again to the conservative side? Um, much the way the UK did, much the way the United States did. So it doesn't mean that there's you know an earthquake imminent in the European Union and more shakeup. Um, but we'll pay a healthy amount of respect for the possible damage that could be done if election results favors an anti-EU candidate and creates a shift in the uh, European Union. Uh, a lot of people thought if Greece fell out of the European Union, then a couple of the other weaker nations. But when UK was the first one to fall out of the uh, European Union, you're like, well, that's kind of a big one. So we're paying attention. The European Union used to be 12 to 15 separate countries, and they had to compete with a big country like the United States and they just couldn't on trade deals. So they got together and said, let's be a country as big as the United States. And didn't work because there's different countries inside that that had different deficits and different political views and different uh, views on terrorism. And uh, it was a problem. So the retail sales and CPI reports for March were released on Friday. They didn't provide any big boost to the prevailing sentiment out there. They were both weaker than expected, featured an unchanged reading for retail sales, excluding autos. This is an emerging week for more companies releasing their first quarter results. You got companies like Netflix, Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, American Express, Johnson & Johnson, United Healthcare, IBM, Morgan Stanley, Travelers, Verizon, Visa, and General Electric. A big old slew of companies, right? First quarter earnings reporting season is expected to be very good. So S&P 500 as a group is expected to see earnings increasing about 9.2%. That's going to be heavily skewed towards financials and oil. Those are supposed to be the biggest sectors reporting nice upsides. Market uh, starts the day with a heads up, thumbs up, whatever you want us to think. Um, we'll see where we go. Are you with me? Or are you against me? You kind of got to be a little bit on the patient side here. Standing out here yelling, rabble, 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 isn't going to help anything. That's one of my favorite sound clips, um, when groups of people get together and they start making that rabble, rabble, rabble noise, and you're like, you kind of lose a feel for what's actually out there. Um, so, just go with that. You know, I mentioned briefly that you can file an extension today. Um, April 18th is the tax deadline. Some Americans are still waiting, you know, for that last form or two to be re-emailed out or faxed to them. Any taxpayer can file an extension of six months for any reason. You tend to want to do it if they owe you money. You tend to want to send a payment in if you owe them money, the IRS. So it's Form 4868, 4868, and that will extend the due date of your return for six months to October 16, 2017. This is very easy for anyone who expects a refund. Like I said, you just file the form. Uh, any unpaid balance, though, accrues interest, so if you owe money, you should probably guesstimate how much you owe so as to not get into too much of an unpaid balance kind of thing. 
Elsewhere out there in the world of news, China's economy grew 6.9% in the first quarter. China's uh, economy grew basically faster than expected. You know, a couple years ago, pre-Olympics, a little post-Olympics, we were looking at 9% growth out of China, then 8.7, then 8.8, then 8.6, and 8.5, and 8.2, and it kind of trended. Chinese government has a tendency to rely a lot on infrastructure spending um, to develop and sustain their long-term growth. Build roads, build cities, build buildings, build um, stadiums, and eventually we'll fill them up with people. So that kind of gooses growth when you're doing infrastructure. So the IRS, I just learned, I think I learned this last week, they hired a private debt collection agency to chase down your debt. Oh, oh. As somebody who got into a little bit of debt issues 25 plus years ago, straight out of college, boom shakalaka. Uh, I came straight out of college with a little bit of debt, and I let it get a little bit bigger than it should have. Long story short, um, debt collectors aren't fun. So the IRS announced earlier this month that it's hired four debt collection agencies to round up outstanding payments. And, uh, you know, one of the problems with this is it opens things up to fraud and scams. Never, ever give your credit card number or debit card information to a collector. Um, never, ever try to work with anyone that's trying to put immediate pressure on you. Just you know, say, hey, I'm sorry, I don't work with immediate pressure. You're not supposed to do that. Hang up. Um, never, ever give a, a payment via a gift card, including Amazon or iTunes. Those are the most popular scams. You know, We can cut down 50% of your debt right now if you uh, send us an Amazon credit card or an Amazon uh, payment card, gift card. If someone's ever aggressive with you on the phone, say you're being aggressive with me on the phone and ask to speak to their manager or just hang up. Um, it stinks. It stinks being uh, fearful of the IRS. Typically, when you get audited by the IRS, it's pretty simple. They send you a letter and they go, we disagree with you. They're not aggressive. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Black now. 800 516 1220. That's 800 516 1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Homes this spring are selling faster than ever. Home sales jumped 9% in March compared with last year even as the number of homes for sales plunged 13%. This is the fastest average sales pace um, since analysts have been tracking that number in 2010. Typical home went under contract in just 49 days, down from 60 days. Median price of a home in March in the United States was $273,000, up 7.5% year over year. So a lot of demand dynamic out there. 
uh, further increased competition in the market, resulting in the fast average sales price. Um, since you know numbers started uh, being noticed in 2010, uh, at some point consumer budgets will stagger behind the fast pace of fast depreciation. The combination of low inventory, high prices, um, and strong competition continually challenge first-time buyers. And uh, I know someone who put a bid on a home in a retirement community and got outbid by professionals. The professionals were an all-cash offer. He had a good offer, probably 8, 9, 10% over asking and still got uh, pushed out. So in different parts of the country, you have different average selling prices. For instance, in D.C., the average price, median price of a home hit a new high for the month. Sales jumped 19% year over year. Half the homes on the sale were on the market for 12 days or less. In Charlotte, North Carolina, the story is a lot the same. Supply of homes for sale dropped 20% compared to last year, but sales rose 11.5%. Very, very tight supply. Let's bring in Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com to talk a little bit more about the real estate numbers. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's a mortgage lender. He's my friend. He's the guy who does my loans. He's a good guy to use because he'll run scenarios for you, and he'll walk you through the process. Um, getting a lower rate, we dream about that. I mean, we all want the lowest rate. We all want to wait for the lowest rate. We all want to time it perfectly. We all want to know what's going to happen next week. How do you go about getting the lowest rate? What's your thoughts here? Right. So at any point in time, there's going to be an average rate that's out there. There's never any kind of going rate. It's what they call an average rate, and it always comes along with some sort of point or a percentage of a point. Um, so the the best technique, and it's become more apparent in this type of industry, the, the way that mortgages are what they call qualified or risk-layered is your credit. The first thing that you'd want to do is fix your credit. Higher credit scores will give you the best uh, opportunity to get the lowest rate. The difference between a 640 score and a 740 score on a traditional type of 30-year fixed, about one percentage point. On a $400,000 loan, that's about $2,400 a year you're going to spend more just because your credit score was lower. So how do you go about – I think you can manage things on your credit score. I think you can, try, you can manage some things on your credit score to help you get that lower rate, but you can't manage the rate, Right. Which so that that's plays a, into psychology. Right. That's another part of getting the lower rate is are, do you pay points? Uh, a lot of people are floating around these terms like no-cost loans. A no-cost loan does not necessarily mean a no-cost loan because you're paying a higher rate to get lower cost. But yeah. if you keep that loan – Beyond that period of time that would have paid you back that $3,500 or so over five years, but you keep the house 10 years, you wasted money. You wasted $3,500 in that extra five years. So you always have to look at the, the amount of time you plan on staying in the house, property. You have to look at the cost to have the to pay a point and see how long it takes you to pay that back. I've paid points on at least seven or eight mortgages, and I've been happy on all of them but one. And and the reason I wasn't happy was I hope rates. I, that's not the one I did for you, right? <laughs> well, it kind of is. Um, rates, rates fell a lot. They fell from six percent down to four percent, down to three percent. Right. So when you bought points on a six percent loan down to five and a half percent, and then you're, two years later you're at three percent, three and a half percent. Like I didn't need that, to. That, yeah. Right. So that's something that a lot of people. Have I got to be unlucky, but I got lucky at the same time because rates fell aggressively. Right, so you made up a little bit of the points that you paid. That is something that a lot of people were getting into, and there's something called benefit to borrower rules. When people do refinance and they're trying to get lower rates every time, there has to be enough benefit to the borrower. There, you're, you're, you have to have your closing costs paid back in a certain period of time, usually 36, 48 months. Your uh, payment has to drop a certain percentage, usually 5 or 6% uh, in order for 
even Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac to even allow you to do the loan. So be very careful. Although there are some tax benefits, if you do pay a point and you do refinance a year later, you get to write it off all at once as opposed to over that you know 20 year so period. So um, buying points is one of the options. Um, locking for shorter terms. What's that mean? What? Locking for shorter terms. Locking for a shorter term. So a 15 day lock. Yeah. Like say you're doing a refinance, you start the process and that's you lock brief, it. That's a damnation game. Right, so you lock a rate, you hope the deal gets done. You hope it gets done in 15 days, but or most people are just floating and then locking it once they get to the point where they can order, you know, sign their documents and then you, sh- you maybe do a 10-day lock or something like that. But what you, what happens here is you risk the rates going up. My philosophy on locking a rate is lock when you're comfortable. And locking doesn't pro- it doesn't it's a, it's a protection from rates going up, not going down. And there are some float down rules, but they have to float down. The rates have to drop significantly in order to take advantage of that. So that's another way to do that. Uh, using different products. We just talked about the 15 year. It's, um, yeah. and how the 15 year can make a, uh, you know, it's almost a three, uh, three quarter spread between the 30 year and the 15 year. Um, that's one product. But the five year, let's say you know you're going to stay in the let's property. Let's talk about the 15 real quick because sure. we've got about a minute. My mom's now 78 and she has a 30 year mortgage. If I want it to, her next mortgage is a 15 here because she ain't going to make it to 93. That's just like there's some – or me. I'm not going to retire in California. I don't need another 30-year mortgage. Like maybe I will retire in California. I'm just saying mm-hmm. start applying scenarios to what sort of mortgage you need, right? Absolutely. Now back to you. Well, another product that you can – another technique is to use like a shorter-term arm, like a five-year arm. If you know you're going to stay at a pro- uh, property for, let's say, five years – a five-year arm can be almost one point lower than a traditional 30-year fix for the same kind of equity and credit score. So, uh, and why give away that that extra percentage point every month? It's another way to get a lower interest rate. Yeah. Talk to Tony. Oh, that should be your next radio show. You do a radio show in the Bay Area on KDOW on 1220 Tuesday nights? Tuesday nights, 6 to 7. People can find it at kdow.biz. If you want to stream it, it's kdow.biz. With that said, talk to Tony. He does mortgage loans. Uh, His show is The Real Estate Report. I'm Rob Black. This is Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. I live in the Bay Area, and a big question always about the Bay Area is, you know, housing. And there's a big question out there. San Francisco losing its technology talent to other cities. Silicon Valley workers appear to be, you know, looking for jobs elsewhere. It's so expensive to live here. If you can get a job in Austin or Boston or Los Angeles, New York, Seattle, um, or elsewhere, you know, maybe San Jose versus San Francisco, um, you kind of look at it. 38% of tech job seekers in San Francisco and San Jose have clicked on postings outside of the area, up from just 27% four years ago. And these are high-wage earners. Half of Silicon Valley tech job seekers in this age group of 45 to 54 have been looking for opportunities beyond the border. So big accidents of talent would be problematic, to say the least, for those real estate prices. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com.
1220 That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. A survey of confidence amongst American home builders fell in April but remains higher than expected heading into the spring. If you heard an earlier point that I was making, you heard about the home sales this spring are selling faster than expected with just not enough inventory out there. So the average daily sales where it's on the market are shrinking because people are throwing cash at these type of investments. McDonald's is going to be the first major fast food chain to have mobile ordering at all their U.S. restaurants. McDonald's says it will have new digital ordering and payment functionality at all 14,000 McDonald's by year end. Um, one analyst is upgrading the stock based on that, like saying investors should buy McDonald's shares because it'll be the first major firm to do this. Um, the restaurant consumers are aggressively gravitating towards concepts that are different than the way we grew up. Kiosks are super big and important. Mobile ordering is super big and important. People don't like waiting in lines. People don't like interacting with a kid that's like, yeah, you want fries with that? So uh, McDonald's is establishing a first mover advantage. So um, fast food giants going to roll out mobile smartphone ordering and payment functionality uh, by the fourth quarter this year. Maybe it doesn't get it to all of it. They're going to install digital kiosks at 2,500 stores by the end of the year. Wendy's also is doing a, a similar type rollout. But uh, one analyst sees $145, $150 stock price on McDonald's. Um, and that's up about 13% from where it is now. McDonald's is one of those companies that we look at and we don't understand it. We're like, we don't really like the food. But some people do. We are kind of a fast food nation on a lot of levels. When you take a look at a 10-year chart on McDonald's, it's at an all-time high basically every single year. And right now, it's at an all-time high. Um, company that you may love to hate, company that may be expensive, company that may one day face competition for healthier. I don't know. We've been saying that for a long time on McDonald's. So get to the back of the line. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton, do a little financial planning mistakes and uh, ideas for our listeners out there. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton can be found at newfocusfinancial.com. I got an email recently, Chad. Uh, 51-year-old guy, no children, $40,000 in his 401k, $80,000 in an IRA account, so $120,000 at age 50, um, an emergency count of $20,000, and he wants to know... Does he need a CFP? 51 with $120,000. I think that maybe a a career advisor might be a little bit better because you're in a situation where I get those emails a lot too, Rob, and they're like, okay, what what fund should I go in? They give me the the safest growth-adjusted return or risk-adjusted return for the long run. That's not your situation. Your situation is is you're going to be working until you're 75 years old. So make sure you're in a career that – your body can handle until right. you're 75 years old. And that might mean, you know, instead of taking the next $20,000 to invest, maybe get some retraining and get some get a career move. I know. It, it, 
I get emails like that, and I, it's almost insulting to send back an email saying, you don't have enough to retire. You're probably not going to ever retire with the lifestyle that you see in the lifestyle of rich and famous. Get a better career. He's 51, Chad. Yeah. He's been working for 30 years, and now we're telling him to get a job. It's that type of plan B situation where, okay, either it's reverse mortgage time, either it's move out of the state. It could be out of the country. A lot of people are moving out of the country to get cheaper cost of living. I wouldn't mind moving to Thailand and having a little... Thai, Thai woman walk on my back every day. There you go. Yeah. Little Thai okay. massage action. <laughs> Let's talk some rules of thumb in retirement. What do we need to know? Um, I think one of the the worst rules of thumb that I see out there is you're going to spend less in retirement. That that's true in your 70s and 80s. So a lot of people have a rule of thumb that they think they're going to spend less. Yeah. The the old one was you're only going to need 70% of what you had when you were working in retirement. And the first couple of years, I see people spend more. Because of the vacations, the purchasing of the motorhomes, the second homes, uh, going to see the grandkids, that that type of thing. You're 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 doing the honeydew list on the fix up of the home, um, or you're doing the 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 travel bucket list. You know, so you, you might spend a little bit more in retirement. Um, the other one is that tux, taxes will be cut in half in retirement. I'm not seeing that because more and more people are retiring with the bulk of their savings in 401ks. Yeah. So they're they're actually underestimating their taxes in many cases, and, and we're in a situation where as the economy approve, improves, taxes will probably go up, and some benefits will probably be cut. Gotcha. So I, I would not estimate taxes being cut in half. You do need a very detailed financial plan, that, you know, so you know what your taxes are each and every year in your port, in your retirement income plan. And uh, the biggest one too, or one of the biggest ones, is healthcare is free. You know, I'll admit. At one point in my life when I was younger, I thought seniors got free health care. Yeah. I thought that's what Medicare was. Yeah. I thought we were given free health care to retirees, but it's not. I still talk to a lot of people that don't realize, or nor do they have a plan. They're retiring at 60. They have no idea what they're going to do from 60 to 65 for health care costs. But even after that, if you, you look at what the average person pays over retirement for their Medicare Part B, yeah. uh, which comes right out of their Social Security check, and by the way, if you make a lot of money, yeah. You'll pay twice as much as your neighbor because there's some, there's two year back testing on the income means for for Medicare. Bitter, because um, I do make a lot of money. Yeah, kind of a big deal. And kind of a deal. and then you, but that's just you know you still have huge deductibles on Medicare, so you get a supplemental policy, and then you have policies that cover prescription costs and then copay. So the average person is still going to pay you know five to six hundred bucks a month minimum on average after they're even on Medicare. Through and that cost is going up at five to six percent a year. You know where the rule of thumb came from? No, actually, I don't. It was English law where a man was allowed to beat his wife with a stick so long as it wasn't longer or thicker than his thumb. No, the, the stick couldn't be thicker than his thumb. So it was, Wow. He couldn't hit her with a bat, for instance. Um, and the judge basically became known as Judge Thumb. And it was, you know, back in the 1700s, English people had this whole satire thing going on where they'd print newspapers and they'd you know turn a whimsical thing into hilarity mm-hmm. so or a bad rhyme so you were allowed to hit a woman a wife with a stick so long as it was no thicker than your thumb did an angry wife finally is that a good with a pistol is that a good rule <laughs> no comment no comment just checking anything else we need to know bad rules of thumb for retirement uh you you'll be okay if you draw four percent or less out of your out of a portfolio that's balanced you'll be fine um, there are situations where if you look at a person that retired in 75 with with that rule, they were fine. But if you reverse the order of the returns in the stock market and the bull market, the bad market came first and the bull market second, yeah. they ran out of money at age 83. 
So you have to have more more of an income strategy than drawing 4% or less out of your portfolio. And the other one is you can retire with a million dollars. That's fine if you're 65 and you only want 40000 a year of adjusted income for inflation. It's not much money. A million dollars doesn't get to what it used to. No, not if you're going to. You've got to figure that you have to have enough to live till you're 100. With that said, that CFP Chad Burton, neither he nor myself endorse hitting a woman ever with stick or without stick. I need to go on record for that, so don't blame your domestic violence. I heard Rob Black say it was okay. I did not say that. You can find Chad Burton at uh, newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, we do these wealth preservation retirement seminars all the time. You can find out about the one coming up shortly at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Yeah, two events come up in Palo Alto, one in retirement income strategies and estate planning in the morning from 9 to 11 at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. Um, you know, whether you're 20 or you're 60, you manage your money, it gets complicated. You want to learn a little bit more about um, even transitioning your portfolio, social security strategies, good and bad retirement products, managing your IRAs, measuring risk in your portfolio. So from 9 to 11 at the Elks Lodge, it's $25, but if you use the code RADIO25LFREE for you. From 1 to 3, it's investing for your first million. Whether you're 20 or you're 60, managing your money can get complicated. I'm going to go over a lot of the basics, going to go over a lot of building blocks, going to go over a lot of insurance you need, the employee benefits and stock options, how to invest once you've maxed out your retirement options, things along those lines. You're listening to me, Rob Black. You can sign up for those events on May 20th. Coming up, they will sell out. You can sign up for free using the code RADIO25. Um, that's RADIO25 at robblackshow.com. Taking a look back at the markets, we have had a good start to the year, and then we hit a bit of a speed bump. And when I'm talking a bit of a speed bump, it's not horrific. We're not really going down. So we're maybe going sideways, maybe slightly down. Drug makers are lagging date. Eli Lilly and Insight Pharmaceuticals both had drugs denied by the FDA. Crude oil's weighing on the energy sector today. Technology sectors, um, the semiconductors in particular, are showing some relative strength as large cap names and ship makers are outperforming. Um, commodities are currently slightly higher. Right. Just telling you that you know, if you believe commodities are accurately portraying the future, they're basically saying there's demand coming down the road, the way they've kind of hung in there this year. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't forget to sign up for that event at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. On the iHeartRadio app. I'm Rob Black. Whether you're 20 years old or 60, managing your money can get complicated. So set aside Saturday, May 20th, and get ready to learn some strategies that can help you build wealth, invest confidently, retire better, and pass on your estate while minimizing taxes. That's May 20th at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. We have two seminars lined up. The morning event runs from 9 to 11 with a focus on retirement income and estate planning. If you're nearing retirement, this one's for you. We'll explain how to transition your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, how to protect your estate from long-term care costs, and much, much more. 
our afternoon seminar is all about investing for your first million. From 1 to 3, we'll cover the building blocks of a successful portfolio, from investing basics to 401ks, Roth IRAs, real estate, taxes, and investing tips. Two separate seminars, May 20th at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Sign up for either event at robblackshow.com, only $25. For Kitty O'Day listeners, I waive the fee. Just use promo code RADIO25. That's robblackshow.com, promo code RADIO25. When it got cold, Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Talking money, investing, and more. McDonald's is going to be the first major food chain to have more all mobile ordering at all U.S. restaurants by the end of this year. That tells you jobs, you know, remember, equal pay, you know, fair livable wage. Yeah, maybe a fair livable wage, but for fewer people. They took our job! They took our job! They took our Robots and mobile ordering and kiosks have taken jobs. Tesla gave California the power grid a big boost recently. It kind of came out of nowhere. It's um, on a freeway in Southern California. 396 refrigerator-sized stacks of Tesla batteries um, have been hastily erected with a new mission, ultimately to suck up electricity from the grid during the day and feed it back into the system as needed, especially in the evening. The installation capable of powering roughly 15,000 homes over four hours is part of an emergency response to projected energy shortages stemming from a huge leak in a natural gas storage facility. It's an indication of how rapidly Tesla's awesome moving to transform itself from a maker of luxury cars into a multifaceted clean energy company. And uh, I think that's worthy of note. Older people are starting to use Snapchat more. It's not just for millennials. Um, it's reaching an older demographic. 41% of users aged 25 to 34 use the app more often today than during the first survey last June from Jefferies. Oh, um, snap. Jefferies has a $30 price target on the stock, and the company has been growing older, broader, and more monetizable. Uh, the now public company needs to continue its growth to perform well over its competition. Um, I got out on Snap maybe about a month ago. I got serious on Snap. I've been on it for you know a couple... A uh, year and a half or so, but it's nice to, you know, send messages that disappear and don't fill up your fo- phone in any way, shape, or form. Uh, plus, the filters are fun, especially if you have children. Older people are starting to use Snapchat more, and that's, you know, whoa, you're like, 
Um, Snapchat was kind of, a lot of people believe, a sexting app uh, developed for college um, that has some competition for Facebook. More, I, more people I know log on to Snapchat daily more times than they do Facebook. And uh, just saying. United Airlines staff is going to be no longer able to take seats of boarded passengers. United Airlines is reviewing its policies after the violent removal of a passenger from flight last week, saying they will no longer allow employees to take the place of a civilian passenger who have already boarded overbooked flights. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the problems with that whole United Airlines thing. Don't let someone on and ask them to leave. Um, don't let them on. But don't not let them on and ask them to leave. China's economy grew 6.9% in the first quarter, not pushed by airlines, but pushed by infrastructure. And they've got this gravity-defying property boom that just helped their industrial output. So it's a fast-growing economy that a lot of people don't trust because it's a lot of government money that goes into the boom. And a lot like the United States, you know, government money is something we can print, and that means you're kind of a currency manipulator. Or just as guilty as any other country. Um, if you go on a truism kind of level. Uh, the hotel industry has had an interesting couple of years with Airbnb. Um, if I vacation, I prefer to do an Airbnb or VRBO than go with a hotel industry. Um, you get typically a room or a flat or a house for the same price that you're getting a hotel room. You don't have all the other guests to worry about. You don't have the bed bugs to worry about. You don't have the, I wonder if we could make, you know, whoopee tonight and be noisy to worry about. You don't have the other couple on the other side of the room doing the same thing to you. Um, sometimes you get, you know, rooms for two families and you can split the cost. So the industry is, the hotel industry is quietly th- forming, you know, legislation. They're throwing a lot of money at the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission. Um, Three senators have asked for an investigation into how companies like Airbnb affect soaring housing costs. So you're seeing that kind of bill being funded by hotels. Um, They're not coming out publicly saying, we don't like the Airbnb because they would look pretty uncool. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. One of the areas that I think um, people kind of make a mistake at, and I hate using the word mistake, but it's the best thing I could say, is when they look to buy a home, they don't put enough in their head to put down. And that could almost automatically expunge you from the list of people who could buy that home. So in addition to forking over a 20% down payment, you'll also need to have enough money in the bank to cover closing costs moving expenses, repairs in the first few months, mortgage payments, all without draining that emergency fund. So if you can get 25% down in your head and just give them 20%, that's better than you know, you'll be, need to be at. So you need to save up a lot more than just that 20% bare minimum. It's the bare necessities. Um, scraping by is no way to live your life, and a lot of people try to buy that first home with a bare minimums. Um, at some point in time, you have to sink back into your normal life, so try to get as much down as you can and then save a little bit for those first couple months' expenses, mortgage payments, insurance, utility bills, taxes. Maybe there's a boiler that, you know, 
broiler that you know goes out pretty fast. Maybe there's a leaky roof they didn't really disclose. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. We've got a big event coming up in May in Palo Alto. You can sign up at Rob Black Show with the radio code RADIO25 for free for the next couple of weeks. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.